millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A Living History Production. Hello and welcome to Peter Hart's Military History. And here we are, I'm with lovely Gary Bain, who looks all sparkling clean because he's been in the sea today. Uh, the sea's less clean than it was, I suspect, but there you go. And I'm also with uh, Alex Churchill, who defines the difference between an academic historian, a popular historian, a military historian, and a lovely historian. Which one are you? None of the above, potentially. What are you, Alex? Noted historian. Oh, I know. I can tell you what I am because someone told me on Twitter the other day I am someone who uh, reduces history to stupidity. That's what I do. I thought oh, that was my job. I thought that was my job. <laughs> <laughs> so what right. are we talking about today, then? Where, where, where have we been? What's been happening? First, that Alex Churchill insisted that we go back to... Um, Wherever Gully, we went. B- Gully, Gully Beach. Gully Beach. Talk about why we went to Gully Beach. We went to Gully Beach. I got some footage of General Maud's uh, retreat along Gully Beach and round to W Beach. His personal His retreat. His personal retreat. I once more feel like Princess Diane. Gary, can you recite the poem that was said on the beach? Uh, boom, boom. No, no, different one. Very similar. Coming, coming to the, the coming to the lighter Maud. Hurry up, you get. Something like Something that. Something like that. It was a bit about forgetting your kit as well. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. went from the Not lighter <laughs> and, and filmed round to where he had to go, and it's a lot further than I thought. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I thought like That's it why was... why it took him about two hours, The next cove along, but it wasn't. It's a bloody long walk. He nearly got left behind, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He really um, did nearly get a bit left behind. <laughs> What's that dum-de-dum? <laughs> that dum-de-dum is because Gary can't deal with actual history on your no. history podcast. That's not my role. What's going on? <laughs> Who am I? What place is this? <laughs> Who are you? And what are you doing in my bedroom? <laughs> There's been not a single joke about the come hotel. What's going on? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll fix that later. <laughs> so we did go. To, we did do some filming, mm-hmm. and we went up the uh, we went up the, uh, the very pronounced headland that we like going up. Okay, so then what happened then? Oh, we came out a different way. That was quite exciting. No idea where I was going. Uh, and then where did we go after? Oh, then we did go to Y Beach. Y Beach, it's nothing but a bloody cliff. Uh, and that was uh, quite exciting, wasn't it? Because we decided, uh, we decided not to go the dangerous route down. 
uh, because we had some cowards with us, and I don't blame them for being cowardly, and I respect their cowardice. And we decided uh, not to uh, not to go the easy way down. Well, we no, meant no, to no, go. No, we no. meant to go the no, easy way down. You decided we were going the easy way down. That's right. And then you probably went the wrong bloody way. And basically, we were all then spent the next hour rolling down a cliff face until we reached the bottom. In scrub. In scrub <laughs> until we reached. I the bottom. didn't see any cliff, but I did see a lot of scrub. And I've got some great pictures I will be putting up on the uh, on the web of the at person who was stage, immediately behind me. There I've were got, bent poles and everything. Yeah, at one stage, I got my leg stuck, and I genuinely thought I'd have to cut my own leg off to get down. Mm. I have some great pictures of that moment. You know, I, I rushed to help him, but he said, "No," he said, "No, stand back, Pete, for I do not want you to get it hurt in any way." I'm pretty sure he didn't then say, "But take lots of pictures of me looking like a great oaf." That you can then share with the world. I was, I was going for gorgeous. Gorgeous, my ass. <laughs> In fact, that's exactly what I was going for. Gorgeous ass. Actually, yes, I'll put that one up as well. Now you've mentioned it. So we do, have you mentioned this week on the podcast, uh, Colonel Duddles? Do, they, do your listeners know Duddles is with? Yes. We... So Duddles has got this thing of he does the toddler thing where he sits down and just slides on his bum with the result that he's just been filthy all day, hasn't he? <laughs> That's been a little bit. <laughs> he just looks like he's been rolling in But dirt. he did say that in the Royal Military Police, he was known for looking like a bag of shit tied up ugly, so I think it's just par for the course. Yeah. Unlike Gary, who's a, an upright and erect prisoner of the Royal Military yeah. Police. <laughs> <laughs> I was really popular with the Royal Military Police. They used to invite me back to their place quite regularly. But later in the day, talking about coming down on your backside, the lovely Duddle suggested I did that, and we will come to that in the French sector. Oh. It was a bit like that Olympic sport where you come down on a tea tray. Oh, the luge. Yeah. I, I did. I genuinely thought I wasn't stopping. I genuinely thought yeah. I was going to go straight past him. The only thing that stopped Rob earlier on was a rock. Mm. Well, and the pole. Actually, Rob's pole was bent. It was almost 45 oh, degrees. I heard that. And uh, and his walking stick was a t- getting a bit of a battering <laughs> as well. Yeah. Well, and his pole. But had he not had most of his weight on said pole? What like he weight? Broke a limb. He what weight? Stone. He weighs like the eight and a half stone, yeah. You're just bitter, aren't you? You're I am. Bitter. We're, we're bitter. Well, He's Gary's exceptionally four. bitter. And he's three stone. Six foot four and he's three stone. That's about right. And when we got to the bottom, it was all worth it, wasn't it? Everyone had a, a, a spirit of achievement and, and congratulated me on the route we'd taken. Um, using many words that aren't repeatable on your podcast. Yes. Sadly not. No. Yeah. We but no, we did realise, and what it was good we, we for... We often repeat on our podcast. <laughs> what it was good for was, because I, I was videoing like documentary Blair Witch style on the way down with people, what it was very good for was realising what a stupid, stupid idea it was to land at Y Beach, because it's not a bloody beach. It's a cliff! It's a cliff. And then when you get there, you have... The cliff. So you get on the beach and there's well, no way back. Let's talk about the beach for a second. It's about 10 foot wide. Yep. Generous 10 foot. Yeah. Yep. No beach. So that there you are. Does explain certain things about you. And then there's just a sheer cliff face in front of you. It is. It's it's a bit rough, isn't it? Uh, but it was good being there. We we And uh, at the request of Paul Hildyard, we... Uh, we read a thousand million quotations about the, it seems to be a thousand million quotations most of them concerning with how difficult it was to get up the cliff and how easy it was to fall back down again which we then learned about when we climbed said well cliff. we we went out the easy way roger went the hard way and said it was easy and we went the easy way and it wasn't that easy was it 
the problem is it's not that it is very steep and you do it it buggers your calf muscles up it's hard but what really makes it awful is uh all the loose covering on the floor Oh, look at you. You can't handle not being the centre of attention, can you? Oh, sorry. Am I still here? So what would you like to say about the ascent? Nothing. <laughs> he moaned all the way up. Did he? He <laughs> did. He, he you said that you never complained. At I didn't complain. I moaned. There is a difference. I can see the difference. Right, uh, so uh, when we got to the top, we all discussed that we were all idiots for going down the wrong way and coming back the wrong way. No, 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 we discussed that you were an idiot and then people took it in turns to beat you with their walking poles. One in particular. One but we'd like to mention Nick and uh, I will be mentioning Nick to the police when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was very happy. That's how his morning was progressing. He's Sound still beating. looking at you like he wants to punch you in yeah, the face. He now. reminds me a lot of Fred, the farting dog, who always looks at me as if he wants to bite me. And it's been explained to me that Nick wants to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrong me. Yes. However, 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 uh, we went for a lovely little break after that, didn't we? I think we went off. For an ice cream oh, and a coffee. I do like ice creams. Do you like ice creams? I do, because I've discovered unicorn cornettos here. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Pink and blue ice cream and fruity What's stuff. What's it taste of? Forget fruit. the history. What's fruit. The, what's the there's like a strawberry sauce all the way through oh, it. And, oh, I'm having one of them yeah. tomorrow. I had caramel one, and at the bottom there's sort of an ocean of caramel. And as you bite into it, it explodes all over your hands and your face. Yeah, and down you get an front. ocean of strawberry on the unicorn. Oh, Got to have an ocean of strawberry. Yeah. What did but you that have was an in ocean? Al Pitepe, wasn't it? Which, uh, it was. Well, as was. Crithier as was. But then we I went suppose. to Skewbridge Cemetery, ah. where we had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had more ice cream. Yeah, we did have more, <laughs> yeah, ice cream. Yeah, more ice cream. I had two. Uh, there we looked at uh, Colonel Quilter's grave, uh, who Dave. was uh, grave, who was uh, Joe Murray's uh, colonel at the start of the campaign. And then, uh, so where did we go from there? Uh, oh no, we had the poem, oh, a poem written never by, ending poem. by the president of uh, of uh, Turkey uh, several years ago now, obviously. And it was a lovely poem. He was uh, Prime Minister of it, Turkey. Pre- yes. And it, it went on for about... It read by Roger Chapman. It went on for about an hour and a half. Was it just too many sycophants around and no one said, it's a rubbish poem, make it shorter? I like Well, it. Roger hates the poem and he's never got past the first stanza. Because oh, normally really? I shout, shut up. But this time I thought, looking at you lot and remembering the sound beating I'd had, that... I would just leave and leave you all to it. You ran hid behind a tree. Oh, no, I went for a slash. Yeah. <laughs> but my favourite part was when he finished and James, who we all know loves war poetry. He does. He loves it. said, aren't there any more verses? Now, it does feature young J.A. Townsend, who was just 15. So there was a serious point. There was a yes. serious point being made, which you historians seem to have just glossed over no, I tweeted, obsession with ice cream. I tweeted a picture of his grave, so a Gallipoli boy soldier. I'm going to bring you back on track. I bet Richard Van Emden knows all about him. I've never heard of him. Then we had a very nice trip to a very nice place for the afternoon. We went to the French section. We went to French Caribs. Oh, you couldn't remember the name of the valley, Thank could you? you? Very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. You had this great idea of taking us down the Ravine want, de Moor. I wanted to go down the Ravine de Moor because I said it sounded good. Yes. And uh, we asked Roger what it was like and he said... He'd lost his camera there and it was the worst place he'd ever been in his life. Yes. And he never wanted to go back there. 
So we didn't go there. He was we with the, me at the time. We went to the uh, reasonably easy route in. Which is sort of uh, that marks the delineation between the French trenches and the Turkish trenches. And we found that well that both sides yes, shared. That we talked about in our podcast on yeah. the French. And yeah. that was good. And then I went and had a little explore with a couple of the lads over and and a new, a new member you of the disappeared. Tour. Yeah, I disappeared up a hill, and uh, that was good. Got some fantastic... I wanted some pictures from the other side of the thing, and I got them. And then we came back, and then we rather unwisely allowed people who didn't know where they were to lead us out. And so we got totally lost on the way out. It was a a modest climb, wasn't it? Well, I didn't do it. I went the easy way. No. So uh, we we climbed out, and we were looking for the Sangers. Quite steep, wasn't it? And uh, and we saw a couple of sangers with stone-built barricade trenches, and they were impressive. Uh, but we didn't find the big one we wanted to find, which is a bit of a disappointment. And that's because we drifted too far to the right. So we went off to the right uh, under a very uh, large overhanging piece Well, it's of, about 20 foot tall, wasn't it? Yeah, but it went on for a very long way, and we discovered that we couldn't actually go round it, so we had to go back exactly where we'd just been. Although, of course, Bullent actually climbed it because he's young and virile. And then you led us too high and Duddles quite rightly said, look, come down to this level on your backside. Very wise advice. How did that go for you? that's the point where I I did my impression of the uh, the luge. And I genuinely thought, I'm just going to go straight past him because I was doing about 30 miles an hour. Oh, fond memories. Yeah, lovely. I was looking from above. Yeah. yeah, I was unable to help. Very you. helpful. Mocking from above. Yeah, you yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to the. We we saw uh, another line of uh, Sanger trenches just before we got to the top. And Rob Hilliard he found. Finally, found a sodding bullet, didn't Hang on, he? Sorry. I think the suspense may have been broken. Yeah. Oh my alive. god. He has not stopped bitching, has he, all week? No. About his inability to find battlefield detritus. Well, he found a French round. Is it not detritus? No, I changed it. Oh, no, it's ammunition. <laughs> but it was live and it was French. Idiots. Oh, sorry, it's live. Which was lovely. And that was lovely. It was a nice example, and he didn't take it away because that's not what you do. He no. sold it. No, he didn't sell it. He photographed it and then left it where it was. And then he sold it. No, he didn't sell it. Now, that was quite a difficult climb out, and one or two of us were slightly perspiring. You Uh, stank when you got back to the coach, all of you. Yes. And I looked like I'd just stepped out of the shower. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, Pete, you still, annoyingly, were bounding around like a Labrador with all this boundless energy. Well, we noticed as we came out that... uh, uh, Duddles was running down the road and uh, so we decided that we would walk until the last tree which was about 20 foot yeah. from the coach and then we'd run we are running down the road <laughs> uh, and Duddles was across the road and saw us and we said oh we've run all the way Duddles and he you know that fell flat on its face because he watched us Duddles. anyway like we, got, all we then got on the bus we did get on the bus and then we went on a lovely little so the oh, Roger. This was a, this was we had always seen this uh, this white monument over to our left as we we're travelling towards uh, Anzac on the left, and we'd been told by Bolent that it was uh, a monument to three heroic Turkish soldiers who'd uh, who'd frozen to death in 1960 or something at Christmas. Uh, how to get there? And he discovered the route, hadn't he? 
Yeah. And uh, me and Roger were going to walk it because I decided to go with Roger. And what what was that route like by bus? Um, considering our our bus isn't a four by four bus, it was catastrophically dangerous. There was three inches of clearance before yeah. clearance before our front left wheel went off that. I was road waiting for Belen to start talking to the driver. Well, was absorbed in his phone. I think he was putting another one of these magnificent bets on. Yeah, but um, he wasn't even looking. No. And then when we got to the monument, what did we find out? This is well, now. We found out that uh, they were three uh, foresters, those three forest workers, and uh, they died in August. Not, they froze not, to death in August. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound right, does it? Forest fire? Did it? Did bullet? Would, did we find out what it was? No, he, he was googling. He couldn't really find. But the graves were there. They, they were it, well, no, it was yeah. interesting. Well, it was three graves. There's a nice monument. And then uh, you lot went back, and the fitter members of the... Uh, we went back exactly the way we had come. So was that equally scary? Yes. <laughs> the coach That was when around. we nearly tipped off the side. Um, oh, was it? Yes. Oh, I was scared enough going up, and I, I was kept, on the other side. I kept thinking, oh, if we go off, that's going to be really painful. And I thought, well, you're worried about you be dead. Yeah, yeah, it was a only about a couple of hundred foot sheer drop yeah. Yeah. at the point where our wheel was dangling over the precipice. It was a bit like um, the um, scene. <laughs> and and Bullet was putting bets on. I suspect that no risk assessment was done before we went up that road. Not Nonsense. to be disparaging about Peter Hart battlefield tours. <gasps> anyway... My, Roger and myself, who just had a little bit of spare energy, uh, walked back to the Camatel, which was not too far. Uh, it was uh, two and a two two point three miles. It was lovely, a uh, lovely walk along the top of the cliffs. Uh, no ups and downs, except right at the end where the road sort of petered out, and we could have walked along the beach, but we could see uh, uh, our, three of our friends. Uh, who, who are you? Gary. Gary. Uh, Gary, James, and and Paul, uh, frolicking, and I use the word wisely in the in the sea. So we climbed to the top of this last thing and stood there, proud and erect, waving and shouting, "Ooh!" Anyway, the deaf, blind sods. I was in the sea. I took my glasses off. Take I, I couldn't see the ball. How am I going to see you? It has been pointed out on social media that Bulent has taken up smoking after five days with you. Well, I'm not sure taking up's the right Yes, word. and I'm not sure we should be talking about it, seeing his wife doesn't know. He'd quit. She's not listening to this podcast. She oh, is. She no, is. She's, she's our biggest fan. She said that we were the best thing since Mac McClacklands. Oh, McClacklands. <laughs> right, uh, so, uh, so then we got back, and uh, I think a good day was had by all, I think fairly cheery gathering for a last for an early pint around the uh, thing and then uh, uh, you came out out of the sea glistening like dripping, daniel craig like daniel craig he was with a couple more chins stomachs and larger breasts looking like a proper bloke and that's true comment he looked like a proper bloke yeah not like, not like, nobody looks like that. Can Daniel we just Green. say, though, that... It's fine. You were accompanied by other individuals wearing swimming shorts. Paul Hilljard looks rather good for a man of 67, doesn't yeah, he? Yes, he does. <laughs> and on that note... Cheers, mate. Bye, Gary. And bye-bye, young yes, Alex. thank bye you, bye. Alex. Thank you for helping thank us. Thank you, Alex. That bye. Wonderful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to learn more about each episode. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you have a couple of options. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee forward slash PGMH or consider subscribing to the podcast for only £2 per month and get ad-free listening and bonus content. You can find links for both on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Sounds great, doesn't it?